Welcome to Church and Other Drugs. This is Jay. <laughs> I'm Jed. How y'all doing? How you do? We, we, I was just calling my cat fat. Did you ever see the uh, the Will Ferrell Saturday Night Live commercial where uh, it was how to insult your dog? Or it was like dog, putting your dog down like doggy insults? No. It was really funny. It's basically, it's about like morally demeaning your dog. <laughs> That's funny. I think, have you ever seen that... Um... It's always sunny in Philadelphia with the Dennis method. Oh. How Dennis picks up chicks. <laughs> yes, yeah, that? I have. It's so good. It it's is. So good. It's, n- separate is, I think, the last one. Oh, by the way, this episode is brought to you by Mountain Dew. Cool, refreshing. It's a kick in the glass. Oh, wait, that's mug root beer, isn't it? I don't know, but you shouldn't like do that before they pay us. Please, Mountain Dew, pay us. Please? <laughs> Please, God. Did I tell you... Um, <laughs> Did you tell me to watch Silicon Valley or? No, the... you've been telling me to watch Silicon Valley. Dude, it's hilarious. I'm, I'm already. You've been done. telling me to watch Mr. Robot. And I yeah, and Silicon Valley. They're both hilarious. Wait, Mr. Oh, Robot's not a comedy, but. I hear it's incredible though. It is. I still want. I still don't watch Westworld. I need HBO. I feel like I need HBO in my life. Just get Cody for the love of. <laughs> Just get Cody. It's illegal, Jed. It's not I'm illegal. Really, it is not I'm illegal. Opposed. It's not illegal. I'm, I'm actually, and I think we've had this conversation. Yeah. It's not like I don't really care that much. I'm just real lazy. Yeah, maybe for your birthday, I'll just get you a preloaded fire stick with Cody on it. It's like, why don't you just come visit and do it on my Roku? Because that's like a seven hundred dollar visit. You come in anyway, dog. You know. Well, yeah, I know I am. So it's Mardi Gras here in Louisiana, and I guess everywhere, but it, the Mardi Gras parades <laughs> are going on. Uh, exactly it totally is um the fact is is that just nobody else gives a shit but continue no they're doing it in florida right now too okay whatever so me and my wife had our first like have people over to our house we haven't had anyone over yet and we're like we live on the parade right now and we were like um Okay, we're going to have all our friends over, and we'll walk down to the parade, and it'll be a big success. Everyone will have fun. Good stuff. So we did that, and all my friends came over. Uh, I don't know, it's about 10 of us. And um, I live downtown, like on campus, and they're like, oh, yo, can we park here? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And we go to the parade, have a blast, and um, my friend Philip leaves first, and then he, he texts Kipper and goes, yo, everyone's car got towed. <laughs> And, and we were like, oh, dude, Philip's just fucking with us. And then he was like, I am not fucking with you. <laughs> like, text messages. Uh, and I was like, oh, no. So we go back there, and sure enough, I got three of my friend's cars towed. Uh, and like, was it, like, in your apartment complex? Apparently, I texted my landlord. I called, dude. Well, first, first off, I haven't lost my spirituality in, in quite a while and like I, it was just gone and I like called the tow company I was like so I can't have friends over at my house I was like I, I just she answered and I was like yes hello you just towed uh, my visitors from outside my door and she was yeah. like uh, I'm sorry and I was like well that's horse shit ma'am and she just hung up and so did I didn't work? no it didn't work dude I didn't handle it well and then I texted my landlord and he was like did they park in the gravel and I was like yeah he was like oh they gotta park on the street and i was like oh you should have told me that before i moved in like come on man 
237 bucks a piece. Did you say 137 bucks? I said two. Twinkie. Two. $137 a piece? Yeah, dude. To get the cars out? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I cost them like 900 bucks. They're never coming over again, dude. I'm talking to you again. Ugh. Dude, I'd be so pissed. I, like, for real wouldn't talk to you for days, I'm sure. Well, dude, I, they, dude, me and, me and Kayla were like, we'll pay you all back. And there's like, no, it's half our fault. And we're like, I'm like, but I f- told you you could park you there. Park like, there. it's kind of my fault. Uh, I know you told them, like, you'd pay them back, but you were hoping they said no, didn't you? You were hoping. No, no, honestly, this one, it's like, no, no, honestly, in in this one, the, like, the peace of mind is worth the money. Like, I really felt really fucking bad about it. Oh, I, yeah, I'm sure. Like, there was no glory to be had there. I was just like, oh, come on. Uh, That sucks. How long do you, were they able to get their cars back pretty quickly? Or like- no, we had to go out to the the tow place and wait like an hour, and like then this seven uh. hundred pound tow truck driver pulls up, and like I'm, I was, <laughs> I was like, so after y'all get your uh get your cars and stuff, is it cool if I just start berating this dude? Because like I want to hurt him at an emotional level. Like I'm going for the cheap <laughs> shots. I was so <laughs> mad, dude. So mad. And they're just like, no. And I was like, okay, okay. I did peel out, though, when I left. You badass. <laughs> Dude, uh, and this, this, this kid pulled up while we were waiting at like 11 o'clock at night. This kid just rolled up. We're in the dark in this parking lot in the middle of nowhere. And he's like, well, what y'all doing out here? And I looked at him and I said, just hanging out, man. What are you doing here? Like, what the fuck do you think I'm doing here, man? I'm waiting in my car. And he was like, oh, I'm the uncle's son, da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, does that help us any? And he was like, oh, no. And then someone, uh, Bradley, walked up and was like, who's this? And I was like, oh, his uncle owns this fine establishment. And I, I, I was not nice to him. It was, like I said, I, afterwards, I did, I was. And I was driving home, and I was like, God, uh, my bad. Like, I, I lost it a little bit there. Um, I, I also had a situation today where I completely thought I was going to lose it. <clears throat> but you'd be proud of me. I did it. Um, and I just got in my car and drove off to Wally World instead. That so is good. Losing it doesn't yeah. feel good anymore. It doesn't. It doesn't. It might, like, in the instant, but I, I always make it worse. Like, it never helps anything. No. No, never. And you know me. Like, my temper is real. And like I got crazy. Yeah. I get crazy. Mine, yeah, my, mine. I have a way longer fuse, but like, like one counselor finally told me, he's like, "You don't have an anger problem. You have a rage problem." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, I could see that. Yeah, me too. I could see me that. Too. It's not so much like slow bouts of anger. It's like it'll finally, <laughs> like, you know." Daddy didn't hug me enough if someone cuts me off in traffic. You know, I'm bringing up, like, 17-year-old shit on this one person. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sucks. Well, we we used to walk around when, like, when we were all in rehab, uh, and they'd let us go to the mall and stuff. You'd have, like, 10 testosterone-driven, like, teenagers and, like... best boys. Oh, and just, like, staring people down and, like, listen, we've got, like... 
combined 48 years of pent up rage here. Like, please mess with us. Like, it was. <laughs> what you looking at? What you looking at, man? Um, I just asked if you'd like to supersize that, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you calling me fat? <laughs> so Which we all were fat. Because <laughs> anyway. we're in rehab. Yeah, what's up? We have a kick-ass guest. We do. My good friend Debesh. My Big good, D. good friend Debesh. He's coming from yes. Portland, Oregon right now. Yeah. And just a side note, like... I really wish Debesh has probably never been to Charleston, South Carolina in his life, but I'd really love for him to move here because he seems just like the most legit dude ever. He'd love like, it. He'd love it there. I'm I'm saying I'd rather him move here than you, I think. <laughs> that's fine. You know, that's fine. I can take that. I'm yeah. I'm man enough to uh to know who's cooler than me. Well, you know. I I would rather Debesh move back here than than you live, so we're we're even. Um, I think we crossed the line here. I don't know what happened so quickly, but uh, that's hurtful. <laughs> and you fucking take it back. Take it back. Maybe your mom's not in heaven, Jackie Moon. Have you, have you seen uh, Semi-Pro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. Will Ferrell? I have. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, let's call fucking Dibesh. All right. I'm you yapping. I know, me dropping movie references you don't get. I know, let's keep it keep this train going. All right. Fourteen years have passed since that day. Your stories are the same, but the ends have all changed. He now lives in Portland, Oregon. He's a in a doctorate program for addiction counseling. Um, but Jay is yeah. an asshole, and he said, "Me, me, me. I've got a story to tell first. So I have to. Th- I have to get this out. I have to get this out. Welcome, Debesh. Welcome. Listen. Welcome to the. Welcome to the Jay Hour. I, uh, <laughs> so, so I have this new sponsee, Pete. Right, and and Pete is like ten days sober, and he's rolling through the steps, which is like awesome, right? So he's like on fire for the program. Best case scenario, um, writing pages and pages and pages of shit. It's awesome. So um, I'm sitting down with him to go through the book and like get into our step work. Uh, for those that don't know, I'm talking about the big book of the like textbook of Alcoholics Anonymous, and um, and he's like, hey man, before we get started, I have something to ask you, and I was like. Yeah, what's up, man? And he's like, so anonymity, right? And I was like, yeah, anonymity. And he's like, does everybody, like, is it cool if you use your real name? And I was like, I mean, I get, you can, you can use your last name if you want to. And, uh, you know, some people do, some people don't. I choose not to because of my career and yada, yada, yada. And what anonymity is really about is um, it, like, saves the program from the people in the program, right? So, like, if a celebrity were to come out and say that he was an AA and then got drunk again, it makes the program look like it doesn't work, right? So that – and he's like, okay, yeah, I get all that. When I first came in the program, I met this guy named Jim. I was like, yeah, I know Jim. And he's like – and I, I walked up to him and I shook his hand and I said, hey, my name's Keith. And Jim said, Pete? And he said, no, Keith. And Jim, like – looked at him and kind of crossed his eyes a little bit and said, okay, Pete. And so from then on, he's been telling everybody his name's fucking Pete because he <laughs> thinks that everybody goes by a different name. A different name. 
<laughs> so he's like, what, so, at what point in the steps do I get my real name back? <laughs> yeah. What is it, Cinecore? Right? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so fucking funny dude so he was like well so between you and i i'm keith and i was like good luck buddy you're pete forever dude i don't know what to fucking tell you yeah dude that <laughs> so funny that's pretty funny i talked to him on i talked to him on the phone uh today and he was like yeah everybody at the at the meeting is calling me pete 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 yeah <laughs> all right so now we got that was i mean that's pretty funny that was that was my selfish side story you're welcome by the way Dick. Oh, oh! And I, my selfish, sad story. Sob, sad sob story. <laughs> it wasn't sad at all. Uh, I got to see Dave Chappelle and Chris Tucker, and Hannibal. Is it Burris or Burris? Burris. Burris. No, it was Burris. Okay. Yeah. yeah, dude. It's awesome. Hilarious. Chris Tucker wasn't that funny to me. Uh, Heath loved really? it. Yeah, that was Heath loved it. Hmm. Oh, and me and me and Kaylee learned that it, when you buy the cheapest seats, we were literally uh, two rows from the very last row in the whole building. Yeah, I can't I, get down with shitty seats anymore. I, I had to look at Kaylee, and I was like, "Is Dave smoking a cigarette?" Because I literally <laughs> I couldn't see he was, but I, I couldn't tell. Like, he didn't have one of those big screen things where you could see him. No, that's what I was. That's what oh, they had oh. one, but they like like pulled it up afterwards. Uh, bullshit. Yeah. Oh, this one. Oh, I can't even say it on air. This and they had this chick. She was from Junk History. I don't know her name, but dude, she was like the darkest humor ever. She was. I can't even say it. It's no. Please. Don't. I, I won't. It's a really. I'll tell you later. It's a really funny joke. Uh, <laughs> congregation, if you want to know what the joke is, tweet me. <laughs> there you, there you it's go. It's good. Um, there you go. But enough about us. We're really awesome interviewers. We like to call up people and then be like, yo, shut the fuck Across up. Across the country. Yo, shut the yeah. fuck up. The adults is talking. <laughs> <laughs> Euphoria. I knew that was you with these to Look. Uh, yeah, man. Devesh is, um, I would say, is pr- pretty instrumental um, in me getting sober this time around. Um you know he's a big name in uh, AA around here. He's nobody in Portland, which is which yeah, is awesome. Nah. Nobody gets scrubbed in Lafayette. Yeah. He's, he's you know he's he's royalty. He's AA royalty. But uh, <laughs> he had to go to Portland to get humble. Um, <laughs> no, but what's up, man? I wanted to have you on. Your let me your unique qualifications. You're the only Indian dude I know. Um, mm-hmm. Dot not feather. Uh, yeah, I like how you're like. Mm, yes, that is correct. I'm Indian. Yes, yes. This is good. This is good. <laughs> oh yeah, that was um. Ashley Larry had a whole Indian joke thing where he was like, "How come every they everything they say starts with D?" Like, oh do 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 do. Hello, my name is Debit. And he was like, "How many D's are in the alphabet, motherfucker?" That was really funny. I thought of you. I thought of you. Um. Yeah, and you're uh, so you're getting what's your doctorate in? So this is actually in a uh, clinical psychology, um, with like a focus on uh, mindfulness for addictions is uh, like my like focus. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but the study the study of the science and application of mindfulness and um, mostly addiction, but I'm learning some other stuff too, which is really cool. Doing with healthcare providers and uh. Just really, really awesome stuff. It's an awesome program. Holla at our congregation and tell them what you mean by mindfulness. 
Mindfulness. Um, so mindfulness is it's a type of like meditation, mindfulness meditation. Um, it's just, you know, we talk about being in the present moment a lot in sobriety. And it's just different tools that are used to uh, to kind of access that present moment more, to be more aware of what's going on with my thoughts, with my body sensations, stuff like that. There's not a religious influence. I mean, there kind of does come from a lot from Buddhism, but mm-hmm. it's I mean, it's it's totally just another tool you could use to practice um, just like daily awareness and um it's really cool, man. I mean, the science is showing that it's really working. It's helping people stay sober. And that, cool it stuff. helps me stay sober. Well, mm-hmm. that's funny. I was totally so. hating on some chick that I was listening to, um, which maybe we'll get her on so I can ask her myself. But she was like, yeah, I did the steps for a little bit. And now I'm just really into, like, basically, like, watching what I put in my body and, like, exercise. And in my head, I was just hating on. I was just like, what? Yeah, so I mean, all I, I, is, is, all I need to do is eat bananas and I'll just stay sober. Gotcha. <laughs> I would have been eating this shit years ago. I know. <laughs> it's hard for me to it's hard for me to think that people they can just like change their diet and eat healthy and exercise have what I have, right? That's what like I'm that's my, that's always my thing is like, yeah, maybe you just like drank a lot and are not actually an alcoholic. That's what that's what I think. I mean, in my mind, anything that I do outside of the twelve steps I do, in addition to and never instead of. So let's get your let's get the the qualifications we all care about. Like, tell it what, what you got in your sordid past. Are you some kind of squeaky clean dude, or yeah, there you go. I'm I'm an imposter. Yeah, I was lying. I knew it. That's, this is what I'm trying. To, I got you on here. For I desperately I desperately needed shitty coffee and bad cookies. <laughs> so I got. I was thinking about one story, man. I remember it was 2000. Oh, how, how long you been sober? I'm okay. I'm a sober uh, five years since December 20, 2011. Congrats, bro. Thank you. That's thank awesome. you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Awesome. Been um, to four treatment centers. Um, which is, you know, way less than Jed. But Boom. Still. Jay's, Jay's got you on it's sober time, and I got you on, on treatment centers, dude. We just brought you on here to shut you down, dude. Like, <laughs> um, pie, bitch. Yeah. Um, you in here for some marijuana? <laughs> so that's, yeah, yeah, sober. Then I got sober in Lafayette. Uh, started, I got a master's in psychology in Lafayette. Um, I was inspired and encouraged to apply to a program out here. They accepted me for reasons I have no idea. Um, you know, I think it was just totally a God thing. And, um, and that's, you know, why I'm here. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, spin us that yarn that Jay so rudely interrupted. Okay. So the year was 2006. It's a good year. It was after Hurricane Katrina and, um, I, I had done a semester of college at LSU because UNO was shut down after Katrina. And so my buddy shows up to my house, and he's been, like, just banging coke for, look like, weeks. I mean, he had robbed a drug dealer. And so he shows up and like, hey, man, I'm going to I'm gonna drive to San Francisco, man. And I was just like, man, I can't let this poor white boy driving to San Francisco by himself. <laughs> so, so I decided to go with him, and I go. And it was literally like fear of loathing in Las Vegas, but like 10 times more extreme. 
Um, so we get in the car, we go uh, in West Texas, which is like if you're doing what we do, which don't drive through don't West drive Texas. Through oh, West so Texas. bad. Don't drive. I've had some issues in Utah too. Just steer clear. <sighs> yeah, same deal. And so we, uh, I'm like, we're we're high as fuck, and you know he's. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to take a picture of him, like with the Polaroid. And so like, as I'm driving, <laughs> and like, the car rocks a little bit. And so this cop comes, pulls us over. We got like a fucking glass bong in the back seat. We got all this sorts of like, like, like pills on us, all sorts of stuff. And I just, and I was so high. I was like, this cop is a rookie. I'm going to treat him like a bitch. And so <laughs> I proceeded to be like, what up, Cap? Like, can you take our picture? I was like, that's why we got pulled over. I was trying to take my boy's picture. What's up? You, you and so long cop, st- You asked the cop yeah, to long take story your picture? <laughs> oh, no. You, so he, no I, it, you don't even have the long story. Let's, let's, let's get into this. All right. So so he pulls this over. Um, so he ends up finding a pill bottle full of Adderall and Xanax in the same bottle. Which, okay? which CVS has totally been known to do that, right? They they fill yeah, two yeah. <laughs> So he finds this bottle and um and he he proceeds to like we're like look that's for somebody else, man. Like uh, they're not with us. They that's, just left it here. That's not and mine, he, man. Yeah, I don't know how to get in here, man. And so he goes back to his car to write us a ticket for the stuff, which is just like what? And and uh and as he's doing that, my buddy goes and he and he leaves the bottle with us. Oh, and maybe he was a rookie. All of them and stuffs them in his shoe. <laughs> and I was like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, you just need to put a few back so so the bottle jingles when he goes back to his car. And so he get he gets it, he puts one back in. So we <laughs> so we pretty much steal the pills back from the cop. Um literally five minutes later, I get pulled over. So he let um, you he let you go. He let he us wrote, go. Wrote you a ticket and let you go. He wrote us a ticket and let us go with our pills. He didn't realize that. And uh, he also found the bong. We just said it was some I think we still had the bong too. And um <laughs> and so, so, so you, your your assumptions about his rookie status were correct. I was so correct. And so we're driving down and get pulled over again. And I like, I have like a bunch of pills on the side and I'm just eating them like one by one. And hopefully when the cop doesn't see me. And so I'm going really slow, but going like, like I took me a while to stop. And so I stop and he's like, get out the car. And so I get out the car. He's like, walk backwards with your hands on your head. And I was like, what the fuck? So I'm walking backwards like this. And he's like, put your knees on the, on the fucking uh, ground. So I got my knees on the ground. I'm like execution style. Dude, he comes up to me, puts a gun next to my head, bro. Holy and shit. I was like, what the fuck? He's always like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm just, you know, we're driving to San Francisco. And once he realized I spoke correct English, he was like, oh, shit, my bad. <laughs> Oh man! He, he thought I was like you know jumping the border. I was like, oh wow, man, this is oh, amazing. These are how these guys get treated, you know. And so, um, so he ends up kind of letting us go, man. That you know that was just the beginning of it. The rest of it turned into a, you know, I think we got AKs pulled on us at some point because I tried to like bypass the security checkpoint. Um, we ended up, I ended up in Arizona In Arizona, we had nowhere, we were out of gas, had nowhere to go. It was 5 a.m. And I like, at that time you couldn't just look people up. So I used the 411 thing on my phone. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, look, I think I know a girl that lives out here. 
and I call her up at 5 a.m. She answers the phone. I look her up on 411. She's like, hey, yeah, y'all come sleep here. I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. She's like, yeah, I'm like five minutes away from where you guys are. I'm like, wow. And so we go there. We wake up in the morning. She gets us the best cocaine I've ever done before in my life. It was like 89% pure. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> we, and <laughs> it sounded like Ben Stein describing cocaine. It was about 97% pure. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we do that. We finally make it to San Francisco the next day, which it was it was getting kind of crazy because we were doing this this stuff that strong is almost not good because it got come down so hard. Oh yeah. And I was coming down so hard and Rogers had what I call a case of white boy feet. And it's when you had the, the the butter cheese feet. Yeah, I mean, it was just so round, like raunchy, and he would stick his feet up by the AC, and like we're in the middle of the desert, it's dry, it smells so bad. I'm like, dude, put your fucking feet up, bro. It's just nasty. We have no beverages, you know. I got cotton mouth, and so um, we finally make it there. Through a long chain of events, we end up hanging out with this guy from the Mexican mafia named El Gordo. El Gordo. Yeah. <laughs> He was constantly trying to sell me swag. He told me it was mids. <laughs> you want to buy some weed, man? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, I guess, and I guess the final caveat is, I mean, it's kind of funny, but we're at this hotel room. I don't know why I decided to get a non-smoking room. And so we're up there with El Gordo, Rogers, and, and another cat um, who's got a very interesting story and is still out there bad. And, um... And El Gordo, you know, and so we were smoking in the room, and uh, they're like, look, we're going to charge you $200 if you smoke. And El Gordo was like, yo, man, you're like Hindu, right? And I'm like, yeah, dude. He's like, tell him you're like burning that incense and shit, homie. <laughs> like a religious thing. Like, I feel so bad still. But <laughs> but I was just like, look, man, I was I was burning incense, and they're like, oh, okay, you, just you, give us 25 bucks. You played I did that it. card? I played oh, that card, man. Yeah. I mean, I play- hey, <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not faulting you on that one. God, that's, yeah, officer, or like you get pulled over. Why are you drunk, communion officer? I mean, you know. uh, yeah, man. So you also, yeah, Jay. He also he went to Senecor. But he did 18 months of that. Bitch. Oh my gosh! Oh, of one of the the hardest treatment centers in the country, dude. That place is insane. Are you okay? Did they, Are you I, okay? Still, I still can't Pass take naps. For Pat and I still can't take naps. That's the only thing that's still. Yep. They fucked. They like fucked you up. You weren't allowed to take naps there, and they like yell and scream at you. They they have you a, get there. There's throat. a you know what um first phase tired is Depeche. What's that? Well, wasn't that what it was called? Because uh, there's the three phases, and so basically it's like you you get maybe three hours of sleep a night, and then you got to wake up and go work at the spice factory. <laughs> yeah. I had to bottle cotton. Indentured co- servitude. It was, Jeez. no. It was slavery, dude. I had to go work slave, bottling cayenne pepper. Slavery, you got some compensation. There was no compensation. No, we got three packs of Eagle 100 cigarettes a week. Ugh. Oh, dude! Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, and they like, like, like they would um they would cut time off your sentence if you uh quit smoking. Your so, sentence? Yeah, That's I mean your, your your stay. You could you could graduate a month early if you quit smoking. 
Good lord. Yeah, dude. Do you, do you still remember the cynical philosophy? Uh, just the first. The cynical philosophy is based on the belief that unless, unless I accept I myself, myself or who I am, I will not grow. That's all I remember. It's a, yeah. There's a lot more. Yeah. Weren't you telling me that they have, like, focus groups? Or not focus groups, but, like, support groups for post cynical That's what Debesh was telling me, like, on... Weren't you telling me that? They had, like, or they had oh, the, well, the, there was, the like, the a Facebook sub- group. Survivors. There was, like, some Facebook group, and half the Facebook group was all saying how awesome it was. I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? Dude, you know, <laughs> like, you, you know I will say, like, I, I know more people I was in Cinecor with on Facebook that, like, those really were, like, the bottom of the freaking barrel addicts. Like, I remember, like, that was the only yeah. place where, um, like, I burned my hand to get pain pills, and, like, some guy was there was like, yo, how'd you burn your hand? I was like, you know, I did it to get pain pills and he was like word say word son i broke my arm to get pills and i was like oh okay i'm home like what's up y'all um but no like that place more than any uh people die when they they leave there like like crazy like i know at least 10 people i was in there with this year have died this year yeah i probably know about they're going and doing serious time yeah yeah Um, it really was the bottom you know yeah, the end of the road. I guess that kind of segues and me. Yeah, me and Debesh, uh, Jay, we were saying we found out um, one of our brothers in arms, man, uh, overdosed and died today. Fuck, man. Yeah, and it, it's like, I don't know, Debesh, how did you know him? You, 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 I'm still like processing it. Like, it's, it's, it's a weird one. It's a weird one, man. I mean, he was such a. Uh... He was just so, such a good guy, man. I mean, I when I first came in, um, he knew a lot about the book. He had a lot of experience with that. Um, you know, he got he was really involved in the twelve steps. Um, you know, we did the first inventory that I heard as a sponsor. He was with me. Um, <clears throat> I think it's just I think it just becomes really hard, man. Guys that really know this this work and this deal, and that go back out. It's I think it's just so rare. For yeah. them to, to really, you know, come back and really do this. Um, it's so hard, I think, just to, like, just, like, not have those preconceptions on, on what it's supposed to look like, you know? Well, and and it's yeah. like, I don't I don't know about you, but every time this happens, I, I'm really, like, I think back to the times when if one little thing was different, all my friends would be like, yo, Jed died today. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why mm-hmm. didn't I? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, oh, I don't, yeah. Right. Right. It's, yeah. yeah, it's gnarly. I it had is. one of my closest friends that um, that started trying to get clean uh, the same time I got sober. And we kept in touch the whole time. And uh, about a year ago, he died. But he had had like a year clean. He's a hardcore heroin addict, right? IV heroin addict. And uh, he had a year clean, was like a semester away from finishing his bachelor's um, in psychology. He was going to be a, an addiction counselor. He was a suicide prevention hotline guy. Um, and he got this crazy lung infection, went into the hospital, got some fentanyl, and, and he and he couldn't come back. Yeah, like that he, stuff's so scary, to, man. Like, That's the most saddest to, uh, of all the stories, man, is when stuff like it happens like that, when they, you know, not their choice, they get on some stuff. Yeah. And sometimes you can't just, oh, I'm going to have my girlfriend hold it for me. And sometimes it's just not, it just no. doesn't look that neat, you know? No. no. 
Yeah, and he, um, I mean, he went to, he was trying to come back. Like, he went to a meeting the oh, night that he died. And, and he died alone in a hotel room with a needle in his arm, right? Uh, and, like, that's you go out, right? Like, that's how yeah. you go out. And yeah. Uh, yeah. it rocked us, man. And um, my wife was really close to him, and, and mm. I was too. But, like, God, it was, it's so hard to watch. I mean, yeah. it's so hard to see. It's part of the, um, like we get to see some really incredible, amazing things in the program, but you know, it's that it doesn't make that stuff any less heartbreaking. You know, it's true. They say that's the only downfall of this like lifestyle is you will lose a lot oh, of friends. So many. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. that is a promise. You know? So hard. Yeah. yeah, it's just death. So anytime, anytime now I see anybody going into the hospital, like my buddy Rock was just in the hospital for like a month with this crazy thing. And I was like, yo, go the fuck to detox. It's mm-hmm. like, even if you didn't take, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you need to detox medically under supervision because mm-hmm. like you love pain pills, man. And like it's, right. it's I, not worth it. I never even thought of that as an option. Like when I, because I had six months and then I broke my arm skateboarding in Florida and, and that just, that was it. As soon as they hit me in the hospital, I was like, oh my God, that's what, oh, that, that's, yeah. That's what that, that's what I've I've realized this time around and about like the last relapse is like I it, it really hammered in how much like like my my frame of mind right now I'm so you know I'm in touch with God I, I understand things but as soon as I shot dope it was like I can't even like what's a like you know in constant you seen that movie Constantine mm-hmm. you know when it when it shows him and then it goes to a hell scene. Yeah, it's exact. It's just like I mean, talk, like my uh, like I turn into the, something. I don't it's, know, man. Something it's takes so over true. It's just I, like oh I, fuck all that other stuff. Like yeah, this, oh it, yeah. Ugh. It's amazing. It's like the higher power, the lower power works the same way. Like the higher power does, you know. Yeah. And like once that switches, like I've seen people with spiritual awakenings, and I remember like coming back from a relapse, they're like the best. You know, you made the topic spiritual awakening. Like what is that? And it's like you what? It's just yeah, no, yeah. Like literally forgot what that even meant. I've seen, I've seen guys that have like been those like AA, you know, those AA fire and brimstone preaching kind of guys, right. That like preach and quote the book up and down, whatever. I've seen those guys come back from like a year out smoking crack and Mm. they don't remember the book. Like they don't remember anything. It's It's so crazy. I don't think science can like, like, like give a reason for why that happens no and that's i mean that's guess that maybe their brain does that on purpose so that they don't have to live with themselves while they're smoking crack i don't know no well well, what's funny all right this is this uh, taking that um in the pharmacology class like i've been taking like in in all my research it's funny like and it feeds into my that drugs just alter maybe alter your perception and allow you just to see things that are already there or whatever because it's like all the drugs if you really dig down with the science they're just like eh, we think we know we think that they activate the <laughs> nucleus accumbens in this way yeah. maybe but we really don't know why any of this stuff works or how it works <laughs> and it's just like and that's the science of it she's like Meh, yeah. i don't know it does stuff we think it makes people feel funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, it's so limited, man. Even even like genetics, it's just, you know, it's like we see this happen when this happens and that's about all we have, you know. Right. We can yeah, we can make pea plant pea plants bigger, but so yeah. you know. Oh, you the, 
you'll be a good one for uh, we we were gonna we um me and Jay were tossing around talking about like CBD oil and I've been getting into I told you about this I've been getting into um supplements lately it's you mm-hmm. know what CBD oil is the like uh, hemp oil yeah so yeah. like what, it's supposed to be non psychoactive is what they say is it? but okay yeah apparently what I hear so I listen to this I listen to Let's Make It Weird with Pete Holmes and like his his first thing that he talks about like his first sponsor is his CBD oil. And he's like, it makes me feel incredible all the time, but I'm never high. And it's like, if I want to go out, it calms my nerves, he and I don't drink as much. It's so like, good. He makes it sound fucking incredible. Like, that's I'm not narcotic. Sure said, that's narcotic, that's though. Right? It's that's not. what they say. That's what they say. And it's, so it's like legally sold in all states. And um, he's like, yeah, but it doesn't give you this like crazy high and yada yada yada. And it it sounds a incredible to me, and b like really scary, like all at the same yeah. time. So, I mean, I'd probably uh, end up shooting it up, you know? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that, well, that's... <laughs> well, uh, oh, did, did, you yeah. ever, did you ever ask your dad about intranasal insulin? Oh. You need to. No. You need I to. forgot oh, you asked me that. All the, well, Jay, so, <laughs> Jay's giving me the... the, the like, what are you talking about? about? So there's this... Um, there's I'm I'm on the the nootropic subreddit community. It's you know brain enhancing like okay. uh, limitless drugs or whatever. Um, yeah, and yeah. there's this there's new research suggesting that with intranasal insulin it goes directly to your brain and it just a it basically yeah. it's like um like an oil for your brain. It just like lubricates mm-hmm. it and helps make connections and it gives mm-hmm. it energy and so it's just supposed to help with like cognition and memory and brain hmm. fog. So oh cool and so people just go you just go to walmart and um what you would have to do is like buy a thing of insulin and get a uh, a spritzer Nasal and then you sprayer. just snort insulin and so i was asking the best i was talking to best about it i was like I, this is where my mind goes like you know i started like yeah. taking magnesium and i'm like well i'm on my vitamin b and then i'm just such i'm i'm such an addict i'm just like well i mean how far <laughs> can i go before it's too far or whatever and then yeah I don't know. How can I? I can't. I certainly can't be here and now. I have to be something bigger and better. Right. Well, I. Yeah. Well, I still like. I don't know how long. When for you guys to get sober, did you stop feeling broken? Like you know what I'm saying? Like I guess I'm slowly coming around, but I still like half the time. I'm just like, dude. Am I? Am I like insane? Am I like fucking crazy? Yeah. Because no, I just, I, I just I, feel. My, uh, I think it, so. It's for me, and I can't speak for Debesh, obviously, but for me, it's like <clears throat> that that sort of feeling and like being okay and not feeling broken is in direct proportion to how I'm working my program. So, like, I mean, there have been times well into sobriety, five, six years into sobriety, that I'm like, I'm fucking crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I am crazy, right? So, like, for me, it took a few years. I don't know, two years, three years, maybe to like for my head to pop out of my ass. And then after that, it's like, I have a decision. I get, I get to make a decision whether I'm, whether or not I'm going to work a spiritual program, whether or not I'm going to give my will and my life over to God. And like my happiness and contentedness is directly proportionate to that. Well, I think I'm more talking about like brain disorders, like, like, (laughs) (laughs) I hear what you're saying. I hear 
yeah. what you're saying. But I, I hear what you're saying I, too, and and, and that's what, dude, and, and that's what I'm saying. Half of the time, I just want to call into work for two weeks and just just detox off all my psych meds. But because mm-hmm. I'm still struggling with step one on if I like with my depression as to like because I'll tell you this, I was never able to get sober until I was on um depression medicine like this time properly um mm-hmm. right, so right. I, I don't know it, you know i guess i mean well, there's, that, there's so, i think there's just so much gray area with that man i mean like I, I think it's normative and like normal for for anyone a couple of years sober and i mean i go through those periods too it's like what am i doing you know and i'm like i need to you know i need this i need to get you know i need to get ripped i need this i need that yeah and you know yeah. and then like and then yeah. that goes away and i'm like i'm totally good man life is great and then like two weeks later it's like no man like i need some other shit and yeah. I, I just i, I just Maybe think that's... it's like part of it you know what i'm saying but the thing with with psych meds i think is just like man if it's working cool but if like you feel that pull in your heart like maybe i could start tapering then that's a conversation for the doc and just and just start tapering down i mean i was on um i was on what's it called um lexapro uh, no zoloft no Lamictal? <laughs> the going. one that they the one that they misprescribed for quitting smoking oh uh well yeah well Zyban. yeah i was on I was on that like my first two years. Yeah, um, I, I just, I just, I just. That happened. I think I did in high school too. Uh, I just added that to my regimen. I got off my Rimeron and now I'm on Wellbutrin. Yeah, and that, and dude, that, I mean, it worked. Oh, yeah, it, it worked does. great for me. Yeah, it's and then pretty it, good so far. Yeah, and then I just after two years, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should go in a different direction, and I just, you know, I did. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. But yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Obviously, it's like where nobody who who is except a real doctor in a mm-hmm. recovery program should be telling people what meds they should or should not be taking. Uh, yeah. Right. Strike. So like, yeah, unless, maybe unless I think there's a, there's a clause, unless they're like in Louisiana and getting crazy, like prescriptions of fucking Suboxone. Yeah. That was like, uh, that's what I, I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mom, I'm like, okay, we're going to, I am going to step in for your doctor and There's we were going to make a taper schedule. And you were going to go to this Witcher doctor and beg him to fucking taper you off because this is bullshit. I think that there's some co- there's obviously some common sense stuff, right? Like, yeah. yeah, I have this anxiety problem, so I take eight bars of Xanax a day. Like, well, let's <laughs> right. take a look at that, right? Like, let's take a look at that. But I think, like, on a whole, like, I, I am never, ever going to tell somebody, like, flat out, you need to get off your psych meds. You know yeah, what I mean? Of course not. Um, except, I, except congregation. If you have any questions about your medication, uh, email me, um, Jedi Pain, to 2013. <laughs> I will tell you uh, dosages, uh, when to take them, and when to get off, you know. I'm cheap, $25 an hour. Um, okay, yeah, so, little plug there. I'm starting a side business. Jed's Street, Me- street Mexican Pharmacy. Websites. Mexican websites. Yes. yes. Donald Trump is trying to shut him down as we speak. He's trying to build a firewall. Boom! <laughs> Boom! Hey, yo! I like that. I like that. Gonna build a firewall. <laughs> They're gonna pay for it. Dude, sh- Dude. Yeah, I can't wait till the uh, Chappelle's set comes out on DVD because it was just all against Trump, dude. It was it was awesome. That's what so I heard. So he's supposed to drop like three Netflix uh, stand-ups. Yeah. Maybe it's three. so. Those are from the New Orleans show. Uh, no, these maybe recorded. No, I don't think so. No, yeah, I think they are pre-recorded. I think you're right, but it okay. might, it might be the same material. Who knows? 
Um, well, yeah, that was all over the place. So, <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's good. No. Um. Okay. So, how do I put this gently? What's it like knowing that you're gonna go to hell? Like. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Um, no, this is all right. So yeah, this, it's no, interesting, no, no, no. man. No, 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 I mean, no. like, 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 like. So I, for the congregation, um, born and raised a Hindu. Um, you know, didn't live by spiritual principles until I came to twelve steps. Um, and it's interesting. Like I had buddies like Travis talk to their pastor. Like, man, I see my buddy. He's helping people left and right. You know, his feet are moving in this direction that looks like a Christian person. And he says, are you saying that because he doesn't come to church and accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior that he's going to hell? And you're like, yeah. And he's like, well, I don't believe that. (laughs) So, I mean, I think that it's experiential in nature. Um, That's where this is—well, this is my question. This is is my genuine curiosity, Um, because this is where I think— we find the similarities and differences. Um, so how do you, I'm going to like pose a couple questions. Um, mm-hmm. so how do you experience God? W- what is your experience with God? Like, um, is it personal? M- meaning is, is he accessible and does he speak to you back? Do you speak to him? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do you, uh, yes, we'll start with that. We'll start with that. Starting with that, yes, personal. Um, I, I definitely I uh, hear the voice, and sometimes I attribute that to God uh, directly. Sometimes it might be Krishna. Um, Wait, what, you know, what is that? Because uh, I'm also very Hindu ignorant. So Krishna is pretty much the Christ of Hinduism. Um, and in my belief, like in my belief of how this makes sense to me, is that there have been different periods of time you know, where um, I think God literally sent down people to lift humanity up. Um, thousands of years ago, that individual was Krishna. A couple thousand years later, that individual was Christ. Sometime in between, it may have been Buddha. Sometime, maybe Muhammad. Um, so, I honestly, that's my kind of take on it. I think that there's room in the afterlife, having an astral plane, whatever you want to call it, for all of that. Um, I think the message that in the Bible that says, um, um, you know, the, the kingdom of God is only through me, I think is vaguely misinterpreted as to mean, if you're not a Christian, which Jesus wasn't, um, that that's how you access the kingdom of God. So this exactly is why <clears throat> a big part of me wants to identify with universalism as far as the afterlife is concerned, right? Mm -hmm. So let's back up a little bit. Before we started recording, we were talking about Paramahansa Yogananda, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and And we've told this story on the podcast before, but Jed came out to California and was nodding out on my couch, detoxing from meth and like taking a bunch of Xanax and was worried for my soul because I was like really into... Because <laughs> I was really into the self-realization fellowship and Paramahansa Yogananda, the founder of that fellowship, right? Uh-huh. So I was really into meditation and like seeking God, like all pass to one God kind of yeah, concept. Yeah. At least and, I can yeah. pronounce my savior's name. <laughs> <laughs> Paramagana what? <laughs> Sounds like a Mexican dish. Sounds like a Mexican dish. <laughs> 
Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice. Uh, okay. So, uh, so anyway, so I, I can really identify with that chain of thought, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I can really identify, I can identify with like maybe, maybe that, maybe that's true, or maybe you know, I, I'm not sure as far as like afterlife is concerned. The only thing, and we've said, I've said this a million times. The only thing that I really know about my faith is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and I believe that He died for our sins. And like after that, it's like I, I'm not really sure on like anything. And I believe that too at that time. You know, sure. Ooh, yeah. Sins of humanity at that time. Well, that's, yeah, okay, yeah. So what's what's the um? That's I always ask this. This is uh, what's the what's the end game look like for Hinduism? So it's kind of hard to talk about Hinduism without talking about karma and reincarnation. Um, right. And I've got what's a- interesting is that reincarnation is little littered in the Bible, um, but it gets sidestepped. Um, where Isa, Isa was Jesus uh, in a previous time he says I came back and I was Isa Esau uh, Is- I, well, I don't know you all know more about that than me this and then it also says that John he says John was um, what is it? he says something like there's somewhere in the Bible like I knew him before in a previous lifetime right mm-hmm. there's some stuff like that in there um, there's a couple strict- more things but Stricken from the in record. In any event, in any cited. event, what's that? I said stricken from the record, no sources cited. Stric- Continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, now you sound like this, the ultra liberals love Trump's hate, and then like they like present them with some evidence. They're like they just run away. No. All right. Uh, uh, well, uh, I do. Um, yeah, reincarnation. Uh-huh. The, my one thing with it. So the goal of reincarnation is to learn from your past mistakes, right? Or my yes, opinion. but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but then you don't remember your past past life. No. So how could you learn? From so your I think if you don't if remember you go, your past well, life, well, through something called samskaras, you end up repeating behavioral patterns in your next incarnation. Basically, um, the idea is that when the body is like when you're kind of don't have your these ties to this world, only then would you ascend and remain in heaven that once you die you may go to heaven periodically but if you still have stuff to work out on earth like you know maybe i like i did drugs you know what i'm saying and i messed some people over and i gotta clean some stuff up pretty much it's like a steps eight and nine really throughout lifetimes you know and i gotta come back here and learn what i didn't learn the previous time um so and only that's the that's the Hindu idea of like sanctification, basically. I don't know what sanctification. Yeah, means. Uh, um, sanctification means that it's like the act of becoming holy. Yeah, yeah, right? totally. it's God's totally. method of, of burning away the chaff. So that's I Absolutely. guess that was the other thing. Is that there is, is that there is a concept exactly, of that is what it is? I like that because mm-hmm. I think the big a big thing of of Christianity is the um, there's a schism, there's a, a canyon between us and God that had to be bridged by. A, a sacrifice basically that's one um so what like is there like sin concepts in in hinduism or in like how do you atone for them or how do you or is it like what's the relationship between god and man um so i could say that by saying talking about the hindu creation story i mean you know, the creation story and yeah, uh tell me i've never heard that it, 
Yeah, the Judeo-Christian thing is seven days, you know, and it's just really cool. And then there's a Hindu creation story um, that is kind of like, you know, God created, you know, different animal forms, life form, plant forms, and it's kind of like, you know what, this is pretty boring. And so decided to <laughs> split himself up in kinda, and kind of like have a piece of himself and each soul in humanity, okay? And then from that standpoint, and I'm pretty sure I'm saying this correctly, but from that standpoint, it was kind of now on us to um, to reconnect to that piece of God that is within us mm. and kind of reascend to the heaven or what some folks call the astral plane. Um, Interesting. What, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Because Christians believe that we are, we're made in the image of God. Right, so it's not completely dissimilar from that. There were so many similarities between there the are. two. Well, I, the the four main ones, yeah. There's, there's yeah, lots and lots yeah. and lots. Yeah, but of I think especially so with Hinduism and Christianity. Hmm. Um, but so wait, what was the question? Uh, uh, I don't even know if it's specific. I'm just kind of um picking and prodding. What else? So, so when you when you experience God, when you like, what are your prayers like? Do you, is God, a, is God a father? Is he this, how does he act in your life? Okay. Yeah. So I think, I, I mean, I, I embrace like the Godhead kind of like the Holy Trinity, um, God, the father, Om as the Holy spirit. Um, interesting. And how the yeah. Hinduism talks about the Holy spirit is that in the beginning, they talk about the Bible to at least SRF. In the beginning mm-hmm. was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And um, and if you even and the thing, the cool thing is that all can be scientifically backed. Every single particle of matter in motion is constantly vibrating. If you cover your ear, a, a, a hand on your ear, you will hear that kind of vibration. And they say that is the holy vibration that God's breath, you know. Oh, that created existence that is mm-hmm. yeah and like the earth is humming and like uh mm-hmm. another crazy mm-hmm. thing i heard was like it's the holy spirit mm-hmm. so you know how that um i guess it was in what the bleep do we knew do we know oh i love they, that uh, movie. like yeah. they can make the water forms um yeah shapes. that's so and so cool. by yeah uh, to the listeners they can make the the water molecules change shape uh based on angry or loving talk and so if the human body is how much percent water? Like 70, uh, some, some or 80 or something. Right. Something yeah, crazy. That's, that's how, like, you know, harsh speech can, like, literally be re- rearranging Effect. your water. Mo- yeah, that's just they're so totally. crazy, crazy. Totally. Crazy. So that's wow. kind of how I experienced it. I think I experienced it kind of the same way you do, just with a different name. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. You know, I really think I do. I mean, I hear the voice talk back to me sometimes, like, you know, the best, you know, doesn't matter, this, that. A lot of times it'll just say, you know, like, your your problems are kind of immaterial and irrelevant to the <laughs> grand scheme of things. You know what I'm saying? And, like, like yeah, yeah. just stay the course. You know what I'm saying? And um, and a lot of times, sometimes it'll sound like me. Um, And I, I guess what I experience in meditation, though, that may be different than some folks is that I will see – uh, when I'm particularly connected, it's been a long time, but I'll see, um, I'll see a, a, a very bright, bright kind of halo looking light in the center of my forehead. Um, and it's very, very like very bright and peaceful and a radiant. And, um, and that's kind of, and it's, it's talked about in the Hindu scriptures is like, that is kind of like 
one aspect of like you know bearing witness to to this power you know and see then all right and this is the crazy thing about our birth and blood it's like you basically had no as much chance as becoming a christian as i did of becoming a hindu by our birth. totally you know and it's just yeah. like it's interesting so mm-hmm. and and that's not man yeah i mean that's not up to us <laughs> like we had, right. we, had, we had no you know what i mean yeah and that's again uh, another reason why i really can like get down with universalism right they I, got they I, got like even if even if so like let's pretend like there's a tribe in africa that doesn't have any access to any major religion right, mm-hmm, right they worship right. god to the best of their ability i'm sure they're gonna Which feel paul, yeah, that. paul talks about that yeah yeah mm-hmm. and oh, so yeah. like to me yeah, it's It's crazy to me, and I'm not trying to say that I know anything or I'm decided on anything, but it's crazy to me to think that like God would send them to hell or annihilate them because they didn't say Jesus Christ's name. Like that's a hard pill for me to swallow. My my pushback to that, which which I've been reading and listening to to some stuff about lately, is how our modern, like the modern train of thought, like that God is not all lovey-dovey and he does have some wrath to him. So like, he would create people, he would create yeah, people uh, just to destroy well, them? Right. That doesn't... That, uh, again, well, it, well, that here's, just... Well, here's, is my, here's, here's my thing on all that is... Okay. Even if... Like, I'm not... When I say these things, I don't wish them to be true. But mm-hmm. if, sure. if... I mean, if God is God, God can do whatever he wants. And, like, just mm-hmm. because I don't understand why he would do something doesn't uh, negate, like, him doing No, I'm with it. that. Like, I'm with that. No, I'm so totally guess, So I guess that's that's where, like, and it's, but, but yeah, but, man. So, you, my, so my thing is, is that that doesn't line up with the God of my experience. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? The God either. of my yeah. experience and the God either. that I read about in the scriptures is just talks about mm-hmm. a just and loving God even mm-hmm. even if that justness even if that justice is like the wrath and being smited in some of the Old Testament stuff it was just right mm-hmm. it was based on it was yeah. based on God's favor right right so like it, it's hard it, from everything that I've read and from everything that I've experienced it's just so hard for me to swallow the pill that God would create people just to destroy them. Well, do you like, think do you just, think there's any yeah. any people in the world that that just that reject God in in any and all forms? Yeah, there's people like that I bump into on the street every day that say like fuck God, I don't want anything to do with the God. So even we, yeah, they're, e- they're even, all out here in Portland, man. E- even <laughs> So even even them though? Like even if it's if it's your like yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I don't know. I don't know what I don't God know does either, man. Dude, and, I mean, and to I me, from dude, my I... from my perspective, those people will never kind of ascend until um, they'll be. See, that's what see that's where reincarnation comes into play, right? Because it's, to me, it's not so black and white and polarized as heaven and hell. But we're yeah. gonna send you back down here and give you another shot. You well, know? Yeah, yeah, and it's a good sure. like I'd always heard that that was also like perpetual perpetuated to keep the caste system going with the elites like in in india like to get oh, the, yeah, the, the shit shovelers like oh it's like just shit shovel the shit for the best of your you ability in the next life you'll be, come yeah, back and, yeah yeah but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, those those yeah, yeah. you know there's those nitpicky things about christianity i've never heard that i've never heard that argument that's interesting yeah, yeah. it's it's 
Huh. I think there's some stuff behind it. I don't know. Re- research it, but but I'm sure there's that stuff with everything. It's one of those things. But that's not ba- that's not based on the text, right? That that's an outside no. observation of something that like might might be why. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, know, it sounds like just speculation. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? That's what I'm saying. Who knows? And I, well, like to it- me, I don't know. Evans weird feel like I think that different things are true for different people. And like this, this universal truth. I mean, like, yo, like, you know, Hinduism may not work for you, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, 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 I'm willing to, like, I'm willing to accept that. Like, it's cool. And uh, and um, um, I guess. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't no, want to get I mean, too heady. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm already. I'm just. I'm so heady at this point, man. I'm, 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 I'm stammering there's no because there's, I can't. Then, and this is where language just fails. Where it's just. Because yeah. I was watching, I, I broke down crying the other night. Finally, dude, I've been like holding it in for about two years, and like finally, I watched oh, uh, yeah. a monster calls with with Liam Neeson that movie about the. It's about a little kid who uh-huh. is dealing with his mom. His his mom is dying of cancer, so he has he imagines that this giant monster comes and visits him at night, and um, uh-huh. helps him work through. He helps him get to the event. He tells him three stories, and he's like, on the fourth night, you're going to have to tell me a story. And it gets mm-hmm. to the fourth night, and the giant makes him admit that he wishes it was over and that his mom would just hurry up and die. And because of that, he feels like it would be his fault. And the giant's like, no, it's not mm-hmm. your fault. Of course you want your loved one to... It's just, dude, it's like a... I mean, it broke me. And so whenever I see stuff like that, I'm just like, how... Like, how is all of this worth it? Like life that is like all this fucking pain like it just there's just like uh, i don't know man like i guess and i mean my system is you know the kind of like the whole i guess bad with the good like there must be there must be these forces to provide a contrast you know it's like uh if it if yeah, it was all it, if it was all like light, I wouldn't know what light is. Yeah, you know? evil, yeah. evil, evil cannot be evil on its own. It, it has on to its have own. good to be. Uh, you wouldn't know that evil kind of if, thing. If good and then like, yeah. and then how the book talks about this divine drama. You know, like there will there will always be just this like opposing forces and just different characters. You know, well, I feel play. like. See, do you not think that'll eventually uh, cease, and that like goodwill? I think it will. I yeah. think it will actually, it but to. not for like, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand years. Well, and I also think mm. the the way I've I've recently reconciled um, suffering on Earth is that to God, He created us. We fell. All this shit happened, and He redeemed us like that. Like just it mm-hmm. to him it was an instant, but to us we're stuck mm-hmm. in this linear time, so it's playing out for right. hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands that's, of years. But to him it's just that's interesting. It, it all yeah, happened like, at once. Yeah. yeah. So it's it is yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think when we get to the other side we will see how you know, in the Bible it says our life is but a vapor and how it's just it, mm-hmm. I I always feel like my lack of understanding or, or when I don't understand things about the spiritual life and God, it's from a a lack of understanding about like what suffering probably actually is. And I think it's like a, a Buddhist thought mm-hmm. too, where it's like, mm-hmm. that's very nothing Buddhist. is really very. bad. Really? You know, it's shit is so weird, man. It's perception. It, I mean, it, it this is, is why I you know, do heroin, bro. Cause there, I was, there, <laughs> at this point I'm tired. There is that, 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 that Buddhist parable about the seemingly bad and seemingly good. Right. Like, yeah. 
um, the guy's son goes off to war and then comes back and they're like, is that seemingly good, right? And he's like, I don't know. Is that seemingly good or seemingly bad? And then like the son lets all the horses out of the stable and it's like, I don't know. Was that good or bad? And then the horses come back with tons more horses and he's like, is this bad or good? And the guy's like, I don't know. So it's, it, yeah, it's a very Buddhist uh, principle. It's, you know, we never know if things are good or bad. And um, that's why I think it's so important, right, for us to to just give all that shit away, man. Like, that's not for me to carry or to know what's good or bad. Yeah. And that, like, do, do y'all really think uh, only certain people think like we do? Or do you think everyone does? They're just at different levels of denial. Like, the... the the soccer moms, do you really think they, they, they <laughs> like, when, when they hit, when they lay their head on the pillow, they're not thinking, like, what the hell is all this? Or do you, do you think that it's real? they're so, is that, like, the great deception of this age? Is that, like, there's so much to distract you that you don't, you, if you, you can make a life to where you don't have to think about it? I think you can. I think there's plenty of people who don't, don't contemplate this shit at all. Ugh. It's beside me. I can't even. It's, yeah, that's that's yeah. That because is, it's, it's, since I'm a little kid, I've always been you oh, know inquisitive about this. And to me, that's because I've probably lived many incarnations, and right. I think well, they also have- that also goes into um, <laughs> they call it they call it blood memory, which is why like um. I don't know if it's proven or if it's a theory, but like why Native American uh, descendants feel connections to spirits and nature, and why Indian like there's literal like genetic. I guess it's just a genetic memory. Yeah, there is. There are. There have been studies about genetic memory um, going back to like big atrocities and all of that. You know, and, um, people getting murdered, <clears throat> slavery being one of them. Um, that they, these people groups carry carry some of that along with them through generations, not just from like culturally, but like in their biology. Yeah, it alters it alters your genes totally. I mean, there's new stuff coming out on cortisol and how cortisol is kind of responsible for stress, different levels of stress, and they're finding that even the mothers and the uh, the parent, the offspring of people with like higher, lesser degrees of cortisol, they um they change you know if they like change that that changes their kids um mm. and even like after birth <laughs> you know which is kind of crazy um yeah I, I had heard and jay you can speak on this uh i don't know this was actually like a hillbilly ism but i wonder if there's actually uh any merit to it he was like man your your kids come out uh, with the personality of like where you were at and what mindset mm-hmm. you were at in your life when you conceived him. Hmm. So like, mm, he, I, I don't think, I don't think, think that's so? bullshit. No, dude, like my kids. So here's the thing with my kids in particular that I've noticed. And this like, this is a totally con- different subject, but um, my kids are like, they grew up in the same house, same parents, same everything. They're completely different. Right. Mm-hmm. And like my kids are completely different than me. Like they both have some traits of me, some traits of my wife. Um, but my kids are like exactly who God made them to be. Like they're, they are complete individuals. And I, you know, I don't think that I've ever been where my son is as far as like emotionally or, well, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, as far as my personality, I've never been him. He has never been me. He is who he is. Well, I think more he meant like, uh, not not that your personality transfers, but if you're 
in a stressful time in your life, like that kid will have like stress issues type mm-hmm. thing, or be a more wound mm-hmm. up kid as opposed to if if you're really you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what this research is, is saying. It's interesting. In your face, yeah. Jay. I know what I'm talking about. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I want to come oh. back to something real quick. I, I I was thinking about it. So like living in Portland versus Lafayette, what I've noticed is is this, and that is that I think that like a lot of folks in the West Coast, they really want like the life and the quality and the richness of life. Of people who like believe in God that are like cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. But they don't want to believe in God or like take the necessary actions like to establish that relationship at all. So like when they when they kind of want these qualities but don't like do the work, so to speak, it comes out looking really weird. You know, uh, really, really. <laughs> and, and that's and that's kind of like that's for, like can you can you that's like, my synopsis so far on my endeavors in the West Coast. Why? Well, and see, that's uh, another thing. Like, uh, to you know, it begs the question: Is like, are there certain spirits or spiritual weather patterns, if you will, that govern certain areas? You know what I mean? Is there right? Because it, right. you, I don't know, man. I guess it just goes back to who settled where, and and just I guess that's how the beliefs of the people Maybe, settled yeah. just extrapolates. Or the Bible, yeah. the Bible says that there's a that uh, archangel, like the earth is divided up, and um, there's principalities that rule over uh, each. Is sex, it each is it into four? No, well, that's like the four winds thing. No, uh, it's like no, there's like tons, tons and tons. Okay. Okay, because I've heard of Basically, they're over, like, nations. Um, Interesting. Because that was when, like, uh, when Daniel the prophet was, uh, he got a visit from Michael the archangel, and he was like, sorry, it took so long, I had to fight uh, with the prince of Persia for, it was like 23 days before I could come and, and see you. Dang, that was a long-ass uh, fight. Yeah. No, yeah. Prince of Persia's <laughs> balling. Right? Yeah, yeah. He definitely uh, wasn't taking no crab. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, 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 we just interviewed this guy who lives in Israel, too. I didn't bring that up, but yeah. Oh, nice. And you know what? We should talk to Wiley about that. He has like, um, been a martial artist like his whole life, too. Oh, actually. really? should have. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, um, yeah, I think we got to wrap it up. This is We could keep going, but... I know. We're at like an hour. <laughs> oh, snap. Okay. Uh, Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, this is just round one with, with the best. Um, we'll definitely yeah, have you. Thanks for man. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate y'all, man. This is great. I was so looking forward to this, and uh, I'm really happy to that you guys called me up. Um, it's awesome. Love what y'all are doing. Sweet, Thanks, man. man. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Cool. Later, dude. You are an idiot.
you're an idiot. Why, why don't you? Why don't you explain? Well, dude, that was, why, don't you, why don't you? I'll let you, I'll let you. I'll let no, you no, tell no. the class hear, what you did. I would did. love to hear it from your perspective, please. So, right, so me and Jay just re- really been trying to figure out why Jay's audio sounds just a little, little off, a little tingy, little, you know, a little metallic-y. That it peaks yeah. when you listen to it in a car and stuff. And I just, you know, I keep on telling him, I, you know, speak closer into the mic. Uh, we need a new mic. You need a new mic. Uh, a second ago, Jay looks at me and goes. Oh, you know what, man? Oh, the mic's totally not plugged in. I've been talking into my laptop microphone for fucking Whoa. two months, dude. So it's just been, it's just, and he's and he's been talking to it in front of his face. He's got a whole mic set up, and it's not even on. Yeah, like, it's you, incredible. Oh my god. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yes. I feel uh, like such a dumbass I, and i'm usually finally finally i'm not the dumbass in the situation here's the thing it's like i'm really uncomfortable looking like a dumbass and so this is exceptional this is an exceptional moment for me That's but we're good. here oh, yeah. <laughs> and i feel like a fucking idiot thank you thank, thank you. you so thank that you. that interview was awesome though no, for real. I'm serious. I would love Debesh to move here. Like that dude's the man. He, yeah, he'd be a good third host. Just uh, we really. Well, next time we would just have an extended. Just, I mean, we could have talked forever. Yeah, I think next time we'll just cut it and, and make some more bonus and bonus stuff. And oh, y'all don't even get get into like music, but he's the biggest hip hop guy ever. What? Yeah, I forgot. We y'all don't talk about that. Huh? I think I think you're just trying to keep him from me because you know we'll be best friends. I do, yeah, dude. That's happened to me a bunch. Is I I play matchmaker with my friends and then they pair off and they're besties and I'm left in the dirt. That's what's gonna happen. I have a feeling. I know it. <laughs> that's fine. I'll, I will give you his number. You know, I'm not I'm not greedy. I don't have a monopoly on uh, social things. Anyway, speaking of uh, mo- monopoly. It was like I invited my friends over to play a game of Monopoly and then sent them all to fucking jail and charged them $237 to get out of jail. Okay? <laughs> I'm, about that, so. I'm still upset about it, man. <sighs> oh, man. Did they give you shit for it? Or they know yeah, they I mean, you, you know, good-natured ribbing. That. You know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah, they got to yeah. you got to yeah, of course. They wouldn't be my friends if they didn't give me some shit for it. Right. And right. rightly so. Fair. Yeah. So I think uh me and me and my friend are splitting the cost. Oh. So we started uh that I started that Bible study recovery group thing. Mm-hmm. And uh I told him one of the things I want to do is like do something like tangible and I think we're gonna like start a uh like a oxford house scholarship fund and just like oh that's pay, awesome yeah pay for something that doesn't have money and already um uh my friend that drove here from california he's doesn't have a job yet so me and my friend are he's behind on rent at oxford already so we're splitting splitting his rent and just uh that's really cool well i it's like it's he's one I get so emotionally involved. Like he's like my little brother, so I really want it to uh I I, I yeah. very selfishly want it to work out, you know what I mean? And I think it, you know, 
there's massive it's potential one of those there things, man that i i mean i've seen it go well and i've seen it go really poorly but um sometimes we have to let people fall on their own so they, it's a really hairy thing and like i really think that's where like helping people i'm like am i helping am i helping too much that's really when prayer and and listening to the holy spirit i think for me really comes in right because yeah. i need because I'll fuck somebody up. Like, I'll really love somebody to death. Like, yeah, me too. You know, so. God, your voice um, sounds so much better. It's silky and smooth. It is. I thought you, I was really starting to, like, hate you. <laughs> I was like, why is it? Like, at one point, I was thinking, I was like, me and Kaylee were like, maybe that's just his voice. Maybe it's, the, maybe it's, it's like an internal problem that he just can't change. Oh, man. I see. Not, I, I was kidding. I see the hurt in your eyes. It, I was gonna just let it go. <laughs> it, hurt, it hurt my heart, dude. But that's what I'm saying. I love your voice. You've got a lovely baritone and say silky smooth smothered peanuts. I'm leaving now. Goodbye. Please Jenny. don't. Please don't. I'm leaving. All right. Goodbye, well, so we got Debesh coming on as the new uh, co-host of Church and Other Drugs. Debesh, say hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> it, it, it is me, the bish. <laughs> uh, that's fucked up. That one's for you, the bish. Feel, All right. feel free to call my attorney, you son of a bitch. I love you, Drop buddy. this bitch up. We gotta bounce. Peace out, Connor. Do we really? Let's see you on the floor. Okay. Later, guys. <laughs>